Hi everybody, this is Justin from Masonic Improvement. In this video, I want to talk about how to become a Freemason. So, uh, right off the bat, if you've been following me for a while, you can probably tell that this is not going to be like one of my normal videos. This is not directed towards Brother Masons. This is going to be directed towards people who are interested in joining the fraternity, but maybe don't know what to do. If you would, go ahead and hit subscribe, please. Uh, then you can keep up with all my videos. I usually post one or two a week, so if you found this helpful or interesting at all, there's more to come. So if you're still watching this video, I'm going to assume you want to learn how to become a Freemason. Um, there's a few things that you need to know before you really get into this. And um, the first thing is that there seems to be like a misconception that you have to have some kind of family heritage or some kind of like a, like a bloodline to become a Freemason. And this is not true. Any man can apply or petition to become a Freemason regardless if he has any uh, men in his family that have ever joined or not. You can be the first Freemason in your family to ever join, and that's totally fine. We really don't, that's not something we look at. Uh, another thing worth pointing out, there's kind of this misconception. There's nothing really evil or malevolent about the fraternity. We're definitely not trying to take over the world. Um, we can't even agree on a pancake breakfast, let alone, you know, how to dominate a country or the world or anything like that. So, um, you know, if that's your kind of thing, I I'm sorry, that's really not what we're about also. Uh, the third thing that you really need to know is that there's a lot of work that it takes to become a Master Mason. Uh, and it really depends on the lodge that you're a member of and the Grand Lodge that your lodge falls under. But there is a length of time involved uh, from the time you first begin to the time you turn in your Master's work. And when I'm talking about turning in work, it's a lot of memorization. And that's, that's another thing that may vary. I'm talking from a Texas perspective. So the state you live in may have, will have a different Grand Lodge that may have different requirements. But here in Texas, there's a lot of memory work and it's not really, it's written down, but you're not supposed to access that until after you finish all the work. So it's all for the most part mouth to ear. So just understand that if this is the, if this is a journey you want to begin, that there is a fair amount of work involved with it as well. Okay, now that all that's out of the way, let's talk about how to actually go around joining. So the first thing you want to do is you want to decide um, what Grand Lodge you want to go under. And this is more important than it sounds like. Most states have two Grand Lodges. Uh, I'll, I'll say that with a little, little asterisk because there's, it's more complicated than that. But most, most states have two Grand Lodges and it's usually just a called, um, for example, here in Texas we have the Grand Lodge of Texas. And we also have a Prince Hall Grand Lodge which I think is called the Most Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Texas. And so if you want to be a Freemason, these are one of the two routes you need to take. And you need to be careful in your decision. You need to do research uh, because in many states, these two Grand Lodges don't always recognize each other. And that means you can't visit uh, lodges that are part of that other Grand Lodge. Uh, Texas is different. We, can, we do have cross visitation, so we have that advantage. But in either case, what you need to do is find this Grand Lodge's uh, website, and most of them have something called a lodge locator. What you want to do is uh, use this locator to find lodges nearby within a certain radius that you would feel comfortable uh, commuting to on a regular basis. So once you find a few lodges that you would be interested in checking out, I would reach out to the secretary or the worship master and find out when would be a good time to actually come by and get to know everybody. 
Now, if you can't get a hold of, of the Secretary of Worship Master, most lodges would find it acceptable to come by uh, bef um, maybe an hour before the meeting time and just kind of introduce yourself and just kind of, you know, tell everybody why you're there and, and start meeting people. Uh, most healthy lodges would be okay with this. And what you'll want to do is you'll want to visit each of these lodges, unless you find one that just, just blows your mind and you think it's the best thing ever. I would, I, even then, I'd still go ahead and visit all the lodges. And there's two reasons for this. Uh, one, so that you can get to know the lodge, and two, so that the lodge can get to know you. Because it's just as important that you like the lodge as it is that you're a good fit for that lodge. And uh, this is something that's often neglected, but it, it's really, really important. And I would probably take a month or two just visiting these lodges. You're not going to be able to attend the meetings, and this is important to understand. This is a get-to-know-you period. Many lodges will be more than happy to shove a petition in your hand as soon as you walk in the door. Uh, of course, go ahead and take it, but um, start visiting. Don't commit to anything until you find the lodge you're happy with. Real quick change of scenery. I forgot to bring up something really important, so I'm recording this later and throwing this in here right now. After you turn in your petition, there's a, there's a process that takes place. This usually, at least here in Texas, involves an investigation. Some lodges are more thorough than others. Um, really, a thorough investigation is recommended, but they don't always do that. But what you can expect is at some point, you're going to talk to three Masons. They may be all together or, may, or they may come to you separately, and they're going to ask you a series of questions. This is nothing to really be nervous about. The point of this part of the process is just to let them have an opportunity to get to know you better and to see if you're a fit for the lodge. And this is also a good chance for you to see if these brothers are the kind of people that you really want to associate with. After all three Masons have investigated you, they'll turn in their reports uh, to the secretary of the lodge. And usually at this point, um, the secretary will read the reports and lodge and they'll vote on you uh, to see if you're going to receive the degrees of Freemasonry or not. Also, while it's really normal to do some research when you're deciding if you want to join the fraternity, it's really important that you don't do much research into the actual degrees themselves. And this isn't because there's anything nefarious or anything about it, but the, the whole impact of the degree is lost on you if, you if you already know what you're expecting. I mean, you can. The information is out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there, too, so um, you can't really you can take it all for a grain of salt. But the fact is, if you do the research, just um, know that either it can be completely wrong or it's going to ruin your experience. So once you find the lodge that you're happy with and you get your petition turned in, the, the hardest part of, of becoming a Freemason is over. Uh, there's a few more things you need to know, and I'm just going to throw these in here real quick. Uh, first of all, you need to understand that every lodge has dues that are due every year. Uh, here in Texas, you don't have to pay dues until you're a Master Mason, but I don't know how it is at other Grand Lodges, so you might take that consideration as something you might ask about. There's also degree fees, and these costs vary. So that may be something you want to look at when you're when you're checking out the lodges. Also, you might start asking what the degree fees would be if you were accepted, um, because in some lodges they may be a hundred, some lodges they may be up to like five hundred dollars, and that just depends on the lodge. Another thing you need to know: a lot of grand lodges don't allow men that have had felonies to get into the fraternity. Um, again, this is an exception here in Texas; it's up to the lodge, but it's something you might look into if you have, have had that in your past. Um, I would check it and be sure if your Grand Lodge even allows that. This is why it's important to kind of explore your options as far as Grand Lodges go. If this is really important enough to you that this is something you want to pursue. Last thing, as long as we were talking about Grand Lodges, since I brought that up again. If you remember earlier, you know, I, I said that Grand Lodges can be complicated. And this is really important. This is something you really need to understand. Any person can get a group together 
and call themselves a Grand Lodge and claim they're practicing Freemasonry. There's no laws against this. Um, we don't have like a copyright or anything to Freemasonry. It's uh, anybody can say they're a Freemason. I mean, even if they've never gone through the degrees, they can say they're a Freemason. They could say, you know, now we have a Grand Lodge and, you know, I'm the Grand Master. And so it's really important when you're looking at uh, Grand Lodges. If you see a Grand Lodge that was established, uh, you know, if they say, you know, Grand Lodge of whatever since 2006, that's probably not a legitimate Grand Lodge. Uh, most illegitimate Grand Lodges have really strange names, um, overly fancy, trying to make them sound, trying to make themselves sound legitimate. They're not legitimate. So understand this: if you want to join like like a like an established, I mean, legitimate Grand Lodge, your your, your two routes are um, like the like the Grand Lodge Grand Lodge or the Prince Hall Grand Lodge, and they're both legitimate Grand Lodges. I don't really, you know, you have the Prince Hall, but you, I don't really. Most Grand Lodges. Um, most other Grand Lodges just call themselves like, you know, Grand Lodge. So I don't really know how to better differentiate that other than Prince Hall and just your Grand Lodges. So those are the two legitimate routes to look at. Uh, be sure you look at if they recognize each other, if that's important to you. Um, and be sure that the Grand Lodge you're looking at is actually a real Grand Lodge. So really that's all there is to it. So just find a Grand Lodge you like, find a, find a local lodge that works for you. And, and petition and just understand that there's certain things that are required of you uh, both financially and time-wise and just be sure that whatever Grand Lodge you do join is an actual legitimate uh, Grand Lodge because um, you don't want to end up in an illegitimate Grand Lodge. Thanks again as always for watching. If you uh, haven't already please be sure to give me a like and I'll see you all in the next video. Thanks again.